0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Wakey Wakey Megs and Bakey. I'm your host Megs. Today I have a special guest with me. Ellie Ringo. You may know her from uh, the Weather Channel's series, Frozen Gold, or you might know her from her popular geology, I cannot talk, geology account on TikTok, Ellie Knows rap. Say hi to everyone, Ellie. Hey, everybody, how's it going? (laughs) Thanks, thanks. You you guys have no idea what we just went through to get here, so I'm a little flustered still. (laughs) No, but you did so well. (laughs) I
1: can't talk today either, so we're going to be really great at this. Oh,
0: hell yeah. Well, everybody is used to it, so it's cool. But <laughs> it makes it family when that happens. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so today we're going to be kind of talking about um, the things that Ellie is up to and the things that she's manifested. She is a woman that wears a lot of different hats, and she has had quite a lot of experiences that have brought her to where she's at today. She's actually a friend of my mom's that I have recently had the pleasure of getting to know and call a friend myself. And so today, um, we're going to just find out um, some of the methods that she's used to manifest the things that she um, holds dear to her heart, and some of the things that she's kicking ass with. So, um, first of all, well, you Ellie. make me sound intimidating. Oh no, I didn't mean it like that.
1: No, kick <laughs> that no, no, no. ass, you
0: guys. <laughs> she's this one of the sweetest people that I've had the pleasure of getting to know so if I made her sound intimidating that was not the intention (laughs) so um, without further ado so Ellie um, recently you had your show Frozen Gold and I want to hear all about that what that experience was like for you because if I remember correctly, didn't you have to actually leave your, your corporate job? Well, not corporate, but you know, like fortune 500 company job that you had <laughs> without saying, <laughs> yeah exactly. Was. I just want to know what was that experience like for you having to take that leap because they wouldn't give you a leave of absence. You had to kind of, you know, take a gamble and leave and, and go pursue that. Like, what was that like for you?
1: Going back kind of to how it started the, like when, when COVID hit everyone, you know, everything freaked out. And so, so did this, you know, giant corporate conglomerate. Um, I don't know if we're name dropping so I can just keep it to myself, but the audacity they had just with everything that they were doing to people, they started really treating people even more poorly than they already did. And it was Every time I would log into my computer at home, it was like, oh, I have to go to this meeting. And it was dragging and it sucked. And I just, I hated everything about it. I would shake when my phone would ring because I had a work cell phone because they they could get a hold of you at any time of the day and being a salaried professional employee as a geologist for them. You know maybe they had a question. Oh my gosh, the rocks are falling down. Ellie, what's going on? And you're like, Oh gosh, and that's how you, you kind of felt that way. It's like, Isn't there somebody already on site that can tell you the rocks have already fallen on the ground? Why do I need to be woken up? <laughs> yeah, for felt. sure. <laughs> and, and, and so, I remember sitting there, and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my fiance, was telling me this is horrible for you. And I would sit there and vibrate and shake going, Oh, what do they want? Are they going to scold me? Are they going to get mad at me for doing something that they don't like? And I should probably state that, you know, I'm, I'm a very strong female. I'm not everybody's cup of tea just because I'll go out there and I'll just get it done. I don't need to ask a lot of questions. If you give me the task and a, you know, small description, I'll figure out how to get it done. And they didn't like that because I would go above and beyond to just do things and I would figure out the ways around it. And they hated it because sometimes I would skip steps, as so to speak, you know, with air quotes As I didn't go to my supervisor who went to their supervisor, who went to their boss, who eventually went to the manager, who went to the GM. I didn't have time for that. So I would just figure it out. And they hated that about me. And just the fact that I was a strong female voice was, you know, unnerving to them, I think. So with all of that, I just kind of had this huge buildup and a lot of anxiety around that job. And so logging into my computer, I just, I was dreading it and it, and it sucked. So I started applying for very different (laughs) jobs, so to speak, because I would say, even though I'm a professional geologist, acting is my biggest passion. And I was like, oh, maybe I could fit something into this niche of like me using geology and me using acting at the same time to go do something. So little did I know it was going to lead me to actually what was going on. But every day I would just sit there. I was going, I see myself somewhere else. I don't want to be scared of my cell phone ring. I don't want to be scared that my boss is going to get mad at me. I mean, there was an instance where my boss called me and said, where are you? I said, I'm in the field they're like, why aren't you at your desk? I was like, because my job states I'm in the field right now. And like, you know, it was this thing where it was like, why are you so mad at me that I'm not at my desk when I'm actually physically doing my job in the boiling hot heat right now? And you're upset that I'm not at my desk because I missed a five minute meeting with somebody to say, hey, you did a great job uh, for <laughs> yeah. someone else, right? Uh-huh. Because everybody wants that pat on the back. And this company's really big about that. You know, somebody could help somebody from tripping and the whole company must know. And then everybody needs to say, thank you. It's like, I don't have time for all of that. If you want me to do my job, let me do my job. So I just remember sitting there going, I don't want to see this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here. I I'm going to be somewhere else by the end of this year. I I'm going to be somewhere else. I'm going to do something much better. And that's all I remember feeling and thinking and just hoping inside, you know, and just visualizing myself in a different job completely different job. And as 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 soon as I did that more, the more relief I started to have, like the more I started to believe that I was going to be in a different job, that it was just minutes away. I could, it was so close. I could reach out, grab it. I just, I had to keep that feeling present. I had to keep basically just believing in that. And so I kind of, I got a message from, um, an individual and they said, Hey, we think that you would be perfect for this. You should apply. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That, that might be cool. And it was, you know, a, a reality TV series for finding gold and spend, you know, three months in Greenland and, and this, and I was like, well, that, that's neat. I've never been to Greenland and I had to look up where it was. <laughs> so that was fun. And on top of all of that, um, I, I just sent the, the casting director, a message. And I was like, Hey, I'm a geologist. My name's Ellie. Here's my social media. And I didn't apply for anything. Within minutes, uh, this person got back to me and they're in the UK and they're like, Oh my gosh, would you be able to get on to a phone interview within like the next day or two? Because we would love to introduce ourselves and see who you are. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I tried not to be too excited about it, right? But I was (laughs) so excited just about the whole experience. I was like, yes, let's do this. And I got on the interview and they're like, you're perfect for this. This is absolutely amazing. And it's like, it's the first job, so to speak, that I've like really ever gotten without actually putting in an application. It's like, they came to me and I was like, wow. Wow. I was so believing that this was going to happen. And then it like hit me. Oh my gosh, I was hoping for this. Like I was hoping for this exact same thing. At the time, it didn't hit me as much as it did like later on, but I uh, went through their whole process and uh, of course was accepted to go. And I asked my job for a leave of absence. And when I did that, I said, you know, this is a great opportunity. It's a dream of mine to go do this. And I tried to have an eloquent email that I sent to our GM. And he gave me this BS phone call where he's like, you know, we don't really give people like leave of absences for more than just a few weeks. I was like, that's not true. And I said, so-and-so got a leave of absence for nearly two months. So why am I different? Oh, I got to run this past corporate. I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) So he sends me. Yeah. Right. I could run a past corporate. It's like, dude, you're the GM. And um, so he said, I'll get back to you. He sent me a voicemail. And the thing was, is like, I was already going to go no matter what. I already had a ticket. I had an itinerary. I had signed the contracts. I had all of it. And I knew in my heart whether work said, yeah, we can give you a leave of absence or no, that I was still going to go. But just the message that I got on my phone, he's all, you know what? Due to the nature of your request, we can't accept your request to give you a leave of absence. And then he said that on a voicemail. And I went, are you, are you serious? This is like chicken shit right now. It's like, that's, that's the best I get. It's not like, oh, hey, I hope you have a great time or anything. Nothing like that. So I call him up because he said to give him a call. So I called him. Hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, well, you know, you got my message, right? That, that pretty much sums it up. And I said, okay, so you're saying if, if I decide to go do this, I no longer have a job. He's all, well, if you don't if you don't come to work, of course, you don't have a job. And I was like, well, no shit stupid. And I just couldn't believe that he was saying this, but he's like, yeah, you know, just the nature of your request is pretty odd. So I was like, cool. Well, thank you so much. And I didn't tell him at all. I didn't give him the satisfaction even that I was leaving. I just told HR and I gave him my, um, my little notice and I jumped headfirst and I dove into this. And after I was in the airport and I'm like uh, hugging Dan goodbye, I went, Oh shit. And I have two giant suitcases that I can barely handle on my own plus a backpack. And I was like, "Oh, I hope I don't die." And it was like <laughs> my head, right? It's like all this excitement and then all of a sudden for some reason there was like this dead stop wall and it was freaking me out. I was like, "Okay, cool." And I I just went for it. And it was the scariest experience I think ever because it was so unnerving. I left a very good paying job, very, very well paid to nothing, literally saying goodbye, corporate job to now I'm not necessarily working for myself, but kind of, because I'm in this, am in this role. And so, yeah, starting that, that TV show, that journey just to get there was, you know, unnerving as it was, but nobody should live in panic and fear at their job ever. If you do, you need to leave because it caused me to get sick and it sucked. And just knowing that I was like believing in myself that much to actually get to another step, just another level in my life that I thought was going to bring me so much joy. It was the coolest relief ever. I mean, once I got on the plane and I think I had my next stop and, and I was flying into Iceland, I went, Oh shit, it's happening. Like it's here. I'm here. This is cool. And I was taking pictures and I had to grin from ear to ear and, and like, The feeling of excitement and butterflies was like nonstop. And all I could think of is they wanted me here. They wanted me to come do this. Like they searched me out. Someone found me to go do this. And the whole time I was like, I am so not deserving of this. And so like imposter uh, syndrome like sets in and you have to get over that like really quick, right? To be on your game. And it was just a life-changing experience I I hope that answered the question
0: (laughs) no for sure I mean I mean that's that's on the law of attraction though I mean the fact that you put it out there in the universe what it was you were wanting and the opportunity came to you and Mm -hmm. of course you it was up to you to grab it by the balls and take it and that's what you did that's right so, and that's exactly you know what I try to portray to uh, the listeners that I have is, you know, yeah, you might have to stick it out at the job that you don't like for a little while, unfortunately, and just make the most of it mm-hmm. for the time being. But once that opportunity comes, you've got to take it because you know the universe. The universe will definitely present things to you, but you have to be open to receiving those things in order to get the most out of it.
1: That's right, and. I mean, mine was not like, oh, this happened, you know, tomorrow sort of thing. I was at my corporate level job uh, for eight years and I thought I was going to go like big time all the way with this company. But at the, geez, I think the five year mark, I was like, wow, these people are such assholes. Like they're they're so in tune for themselves. They don't give two shits about anybody who's around. They don't care if you live, die, or breathe, but man, they want you to be late in that office because it looks good when they walk by. It's like, what? It's the dumbest <laughs> thing in the world, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know what you mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, no, screw you. Like, I'm, I am better than this. I know that I'm better than this. But yeah, it, it took me believing that and sending it out there for a while, like I can't. I always knew I wanted to do something greater and better, and have a bigger audience because I'm not meant for small audiences. I am too much of a human being, and I've been told that way too often. So, I I agree.
0: <laughs> I would have to agree with that too. I mean, you definitely you definitely need to have a big audience for sure.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: You're welcome. But and speaking of big audiences, though, uh, let's let's talk more about your. TikTok account that you have. Hmm. Cause so, um, you were telling me that you started it. Were you one of the people like myself that started your TikTok kind of during COVID?
1: Oh yeah, completely. I, my, uh, first video was June 26th of 20. And so that's when I really started to push hard into I can do something better. I'm and I started putting it out there like I see myself I can mix these two things and a a year later almost to the date is when I had my itinerary to go to Greenland to do that TV show.
0: That is so awesome. So tell me like what what was the process for getting all of those followers? Like were you constantly In your head, just just visualizing having your follower count just go up and up and up, or how did that happen?
1: I was definitely a mixture. Um, it was definitely me going, okay, this video is going to do really well. I've put effort into it, I've put time, people are going to receive this great and believing that in my head and believing that you know people were gonna see this. I was like, yes, this is kick ass. And it would do great. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I I can see it now more looking back on it than I was in the moment because I was putting out so much content all the time, but really, really believing in those. And I I remember very specific videos that I had that just went crazy. And I took so much time on this one. And it was like my first viral video. And I only had like, I think, 4,000 followers at the time. And I was like, okay... I'm going to put a lot of effort into this. And it was about a mining. It was a mining video showing like shovels and big trucks and that kind of thing, which I've always been impressed with working in a mine. You can't help but go, oh, wow, those are huge. And it, it is just overwhelmingly gigantic. And I was like, people need to see this because a shovel is giant. And I explained everything to them. And I was like, this video is going to do awesome. The next morning I woke up and it had over 300,000 views. And I had 15,000 new followers.
0: Wow. That is amazing.
1: I, yeah, I flipped out. I was like,
0: what? And then (sighs) so by,
1: I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. And you know, and that the night that I posted that, and this is just a silly story, but I was doing a a camping trip. That was a kayaking camping trip. Uh, rock climbing trip. So all of my gear was on my kayak. And so we just got into camp. Everybody had set up. I always post my videos around the same time of day, but I was like, oh, I have no service. And they're like, oh, well, you can hike up that hill there. And I was like, oh shit. And, <laughs> but that's what I did. And Dan's like, really, is it necessary? I was like, yes, I believe in this. And I believe that I need to do this. So that's what I'm going go to go do. So I hiked up there by myself, saw two scorpions, which freaked me out because I'm not a big fan. Um, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, they suck. I ran into a, a spider web and I sat there holding my phone into the sky like everybody does to try to get that little drop of service. And it took 15 minutes for the video to load. And the video was only, I think, not even 30 seconds long. And I sat there going, oh, man, I hope this is worth it. I put a lot of effort into this. It loaded. And then I had to see how it did the next morning. And so that's when I went up there and I was flipped out. Like I ran back down, which took me a good like 30 minutes to get back down to camp. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, you're not going to believe what happened. This is so amazing. I did it. I did it. And so after that, things started to snowball a little bit more. And I just, I put a lot of hope into my videos and I put a lot of just out there that the people that wanted to see this received it. And the people that did see it shared it with other people so that it could be like spread around. Cause yeah, I'm just a small person in this giant, you know, huge universe, but I believe that my story is meant to be told. And I believe that people will resonate with it. And, and so it's, it's been growing ever since. And so I've had many viral videos since then to get me up to my 350 K state. Uh, that so is
0: so awesome. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool. So, I mean, it's and that's not even all that you do you're also a model and an actress it's like that's where the the many hats thing came in earlier by the way
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and a youtuber and you know constant content creator and i do like booth events and that kind of thing and i do a lot of uh, public speaking for geology communication and you know telling people about geology actually public speaking is probably one of my favorite things to go do because to see the wave of change in the audience's faces is like the best thing ever. And the fact that you have the control to make them laugh or, or be sad or down or get excited about something. And, and that part of me came from doing theater growing up and, you know, continuing on to do that. And that's one of the reasons, yeah, that I love the acting and I love the modeling and I love all of these creative things, but yet I am like, I am a scientist at heart. And so people are like how do you use both sides of your brain like that? I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not in there. I just use them. So, they're there. <laughs>
0: just hey, do it. Hey, once you figure out how exactly it is that you use both sides of your brains or both sides of your brain like that, um I would totally be in your audience when you public speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure cuz huh, lord knows I could use it. <laughs> Maybe then I could have uh, I could have figured out my tech issues a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that microphone. Holy crap.
1: It'll uh, kill you.
0: Well, you guys, that's all I've got for you today. Thank you for joining us. Please stay tuned for next week when we continue to talk with Ellie. And in the meantime, if you want to get to know more about Ellie, please make sure to check out her socials listed down in the show notes as well as her IMDb if you want to find some of the films that she has been in. And as always, if you like what you hear, please make sure to visit my website at WakeyWakeyMegs.com. Leave a five-star review if you feel ever so inclined to do so. And also, if you have ideas for future episodes or you or somebody you know is interested in joining me as a guest on the show, you can always reach out to me at WakeyMegsPodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, guys. See ya.